Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Pod Save the Queen! Hello and welcome back to Pod Save the Queen. It is September, it's the autumn. I am your host, Anne Gripper. I'm back, back, back. We've had four weeks of special feature episodes, which we hope you have thoroughly enjoyed, which has allowed me to have a little bit of a holiday. And we've let Russell Myers, the Mirrors Royal Editor, have a little bit of a holiday as well. But he is back, back, back as well. Russell, it's lovely to see you. It's so nice to see you. We're both back together. Well, virtually, in our Zoom well, room, as know. you know. Well, this, this is what counts us together these days, isn't it? And uh, we are together with our lovely listeners as well, which is always a treat. But um, we've got lots to catch up on. So there's a bit of catching up on all of the royal news about what has been going on over the last few weeks, or the bits, the bits that we can remember through our holiday haze of relaxation, and then um, talking a little bit about what is coming up, because the royals will be starting to emerge back out from their holidays, if they have not already. Um, so plenty to talk about. I mean, Meghan has turned 40 since we last gathered. There has been developments on the Prince Andrew front, which I know people follow very keenly. And we have a very exciting emblem for the Queen's Jubilee celebrations next year. So there's that and probably lots more bits and pieces to chat about besides as we go along. First of all, big important question, Russell. What did you do for your holidays? Uh, what did we do? Uh, me, Mrs. Myers, and the little one went on our first family holiday, and it was a great success. So it was all right with the COVID stuff, and I found it. Although, to be fair, I say that, but we nearly missed our flight on the way back because I didn't fill out the passenger locator forms. I thought you had to do it when you oh, go abroad, dear. but not back in. So I think that was literally my one job, and I failed. <laughs> failed miserably at it so uh, uh anyway we got back in one piece we are back and roaring and raring to go because it has been a bit of a quiet summer period obviously with the royals taking their summer holidays um however i think we're going to see them start creeping back over the next few weeks obviously as you said we had a bit of megan we had a bit of harry and megan with the new finding freedom chapter dropping some bombshells and we had a bit of prince andrew controversy which we'll touch upon later but uh i think it's going to be all systems go well i hope it will be because i'm well, i'm raring to go you can well, hear it in my voice yeah i can i can hear it in your voice um i didn't go anywhere as exotic as you so there were no passenger locator forms required for devon and cornwall but it was there was very nice to go there and i accidentally found royal things in both places like we just went we went for a day out accidentally to where prince william spent his stag do at Heartland Abbey. Oh. So it's a stately home that's owned by the Stukeley family. And um, so it turns out that um, they, I think I was, I was reading about some film that had been filmed there. They'd got some little cuttings and they said, oh, and Prince William had his stag do at Heartland Abbey. I was like, oh, this is surprising. This this is not information that I knew, but it's a, it's very grand. So it went to stay with his mates and then went surfing on the, uh, the sea. So lovely, very exciting. And it's also 
um, at one stage it was the home of the tiara that Princess Margaret wore when she got married because it was like a family related thing the Baltimore tiara now in China I think after it got sold off by Princess Margaret's son after her death but um, so that was my random royalness there and then the other thing which was even more random so I went to St Michael's Mount in Cornwall which I've been to on various occasions because I grew up there and um, you know fine up in the stately home you kind of would expect that there might be pictures of the royals when they'd visited in previous times but what you don't expect to see when you're just walking along the harbour side is um, like little bronze footprints of the Queen and so it's just like the Queen and Prince Philip's footprints cast when they came on I um, can't remember when it would have been 2015, 2013 a little while back but in their later years and having just recently been to Kensington Palace and seen the exhibition I can remember being very surprised about how tiny the Queen's feet were with the, the, the um, impressive little fancy shoes her feet either she was wearing far more sensible shoes very likely when she was at St Michael's Mount or her feet had got bigger in her old age but her when I put my feet which are basically giant feet next to her feet it was like oh actually her feet are not as tiny as as perhaps they once were so you've got her feet then I spotted Charles and Camilla's feet they'd also been cast I think Camilla must have been wearing wedges that day because it was a tiny tiny narrow insult and then on the harbour side I managed to spot there's a there's a plaque saying that Queen Victoria and Albert visited here back in whatever year it was and I was like oh well it's a shame there's that not their feet anyway so I'm literally going down the steps to get on the boat and I spot Prince Queen Victoria's foot but I wasn't quick enough to get a snap of that one this is a true busman's holiday isn't it it's a true busman's holiday (laughs) well I'm always on the I, I love spotting um I don't know the different bits that royal either royal visits are recognised or remembered so or jubilee things and that kind of stuff. So I keep meaning to post them on Instagram. So this is going to be the start of it. There's an absolute cracker from a hotel in in um, Yorkshire, which is brilliant. It's very niche. I'll give you that. It's you know it's royal feet. Um, the Queen's. I've always thought the Queen. The Queen's quite diddy. She's always she been quite diddy. diddy. So I don't think she's got very big feet. I think she. I think she was probably wearing sensible shoes because it, I mean, it's very steep. There, I was Flats. glad. I was glad to hear that she had um, gone up the hill in a golf buggy rather than tackling the very steep cobbles. Oh, I would expect nothing she, less. Nothing less. She had been driven across the causeway in like some wheeled, submersible thing. You know, it's, it looks like you know, like a landing craft. It's tremendous. Anyway, very good days out, both of them, Heartland Abbey and St Michael's Mount, should you ever be in the area, Russell and our listeners. Anyway, right, that's enough of our summer holidays. How have the Royal summers been? I mean, I think, I feel like some trouble always kind of re-emerges itself in the summer because there's less sort of the day-to-day news and visits and, and things going on. So the, the running sagas and issues end up coming a little bit back out more into the the fore and obviously the the big news was the the lawsuit being filed in america in relation to prince andrew so and then um, he was straight up to balmoral he he didn't he didn't waste any time i mean he was he was i was told they was going to be there he was expected but not for you know a few days before he actually arrived um and then with fergie in tow i mean gosh you imagine Prince Prince Philip wouldn't have allowed uh, such a such a carry on, but um, of course they are they, they live they're living together. They're all but uh, married. What does Fergie call them? The best 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 divorced couple she knows, or something. Something like that. Anyway, so she she turns up in the back of the car. Um, he was 
I wouldn't say necessarily summoned, but obviously it was a quite a fraught time. The papers, this civil lawsuit being served in uh, in New York by Virginia Griffey, obviously known um, previously as Virginia Roberts, and um, this civil case is alleging, um, well, seeking seeking damages, which could run into several million pounds. We're talking of the the region of about $20 million, I think is uh, what some legal experts are saying, but it is fraught with complications at the moment. I think the, the layman's understanding that that sort of came out in the in the in the days afterwards or the hours and days afterwards was that um, Prince Andrew had 21 days to respond to the claim. And I think there was a bit of confusion this side of the pond, but not being necessarily aware of the um, the, the implications of 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 the uh, of the of, of the law courts over there, and essentially, I thought, put the law put the lawsuit together. It gets filed. Does he he have then twenty one days to respond? And that transpires that that is not the case. He actually has to be served these papers in person. And so, obviously, he was saying in Balmoral, and that was a you know posed certain problems for the lawyers to serve these papers. And then there have been reports this week that he uh, he has moved back to his Windsor House Royal Lodge, and still the lawyers can't serve these papers, unfortunately. So um, I think David Boys, who is uh, Virginia Gaffrey's lawyer, has certainly something to say about it. And he uh, has publicly come out and said over the last few weeks that um, there has been this level of non-cooperation that they're not too um, happy about. So the situation is, if these papers do not get served by September 13th, there is a listing for a court date in New York, and that will involve Virginia Gaffrey's lawyers, David Boys, as just mentioned, and uh, and the team to go back and, and explain to the judge that they haven't been able to serve these papers. No doubt they will ask for an extension and my understanding is that will then take them up to a further 60 days. But if you speak to any sort of legal experts in the know, which we obviously have done over the last few weeks, they will tell you this is likely to go on for quite some time yet. Certainly not 60 days. You're looking at no, nearly 60 months, some are saying, that it could go on for five years. So the issue the issue really is um, about how Prince Andrew wants to deal with this. And, uh, and certainly my understanding, again, was locked in talks with his legal team, locked in talks with the Queen, no doubt, at Balmoral, um, and uh, and still we have had no response. And um, you know, there's a bit of toing and froing about whether that was the best course of action, uh, whether they should even put out the initial denial. And of course, Prince Andrew has always vehemently denied these allegations from Virginia uh, Gaffray. That uh, of, her, of her claims that he had sex with her on three occasions over multiple locations when she was 17 and being trafficked as a sex victim um, by Jeffrey Epstein. And, and of course, we know that there are several investigations ongoing in the United States relating to Jeffrey Epstein and uh, Ghislaine Maxwell, his former lover and Prince Andrew's long term friend. Um, Glenn Maxwell's case is, is due to come up, I think, in sort of um, November time. Well, that is obviously going to hit some problems if um, if, uh, if if the authorities who have recently, there was a, a Reuters piece um, quoting, again, an unnamed US um, investigations or, you know, figurehead saying that um, he was still a person of interest and... Um, although they do want to interview him as a witness, they haven't been able to speak to him as yet. So I think these two things are running parallel at the moment. And 
I mean, Prince Andrew has said over the last couple of years, hasn't he, that he is ready to and willing to speak to US investigators. Um, he and his team said that there was three occasions when they have offered. Um, on the flip side to that, you've got the uh, the FBI saying, well, they must, must have the wrong phone number because we haven't heard from them. So I think it is a bit of a... Um, you know, a bit of a sort of table tennis situation at the moment where one side is saying one thing, the other side is saying the other. But what we do know is certainly that um, Prince Andrew's legal team are working on this. They have to go through every um, aspect of the civil lawsuit from Virginia Gaffray. And um, that is understandably going to take some time. So uh, to no word from the Duke, no doubt we will be hearing from Virginia Gaffray's lawyers in good time and uh, very much a case of watch this space. But... You know, September 13th is going to come around pretty quickly. It's in under two weeks. So, so no, doubt, no doubt we will be speaking about this again over the next few weeks. But it, it basically hinges on them having to physically serve these papers to Prince Andrew. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Which seems just archaic. Like here madness. we are recording on Zoom through it all. And, you know, everywhere's essentially been paperless pretty much for the last 18 18 months and then the legal system still relies on on this sort of old-fashioned you know people chasing each other around trying to find them and track them down you know you know american um, tv dramas and stuff don't you the people running around on bicycles and then turning up and fooling people and say here's your papers type well it's like some victorian law is it victorian bylaw that you can you know you hear about those silly laws that you can shoot a man on the street on a Wednesday if he's carrying oranges or something. And this is just ridiculous. This situation has emerged because you have um, the legal representatives are obviously in conversation or one would assume that they are. I think that there has been a degree of frustration from Virginia Gaffray's lawyers, certainly um, uh, David Boyce has, has said that as well, that um, this, this level of non-cooperation is, um, is not satisfactory and uh you know i'll just read his quote i think that uh, he he said recently prince andrew cannot hide behind wealth and palace walls and must respond to sexual abuse allegations filed in a u.s court and certainly you you think from the rhetoric coming out from virginia gaffray's side that they are not going to let this go um now, whether there will be a settlement is another um, question to be answered. Um, I think we're, we're certainly a long, long way off that. They haven't even responded to the initial filing of the of the civil lawsuit. But uh, again, a rather, you know, not willing to repeat myself, but I think this is going to go on for a long, long period of time. And someone I spoke to just yesterday said, listen, minimum two, three years, uh, because there are certain legal hurdles to, to, to jump over. Even if there was a decision in the United States, that isn't necessarily um, bound by UK law. So therefore, is there a case to answer? And I think that um, certainly the, the feeling the feeling in the Virginia Gaffray's camp is Prince Andrew has publicly stated he is willing to help US um, law enforcement officials uh, in their investigations. That doesn't appear to have happened yet. Certainly, uh, we're we're still talking about it. There is no sign of that happening at the moment. I mean, that things may change in the coming days, in the coming weeks, but um, uh, so far, um, it hasn't happened. And it is tricky for the Queen as well, and and the. The organisations that Prince Andrew has been associated with, he's obviously stepped back from public life, but, you know, there was a big hoo-ha 
earlier this year when you know, obviously Harry has lost his military titles. Prince Andrew is still in post. And there's, there's a piece that came out in the... Um, couple of weeks ago in the Sunday Times saying that the Queen has let it be known that she wants Prince Andrew to remain as Colonel of the Grenadier Guards. Whereas the sort of the military people are a bit like, well, it's not ideal having a Colonel who can't really do anything for you and can't attend events, but you don't want to upset the Colonel in chief who is the Queen. Um, So it's just, you know, there's, there's sort of in this stasis point really, where I think the Royal family don't want to, don't want to take action and be seen to be prejudging things, but the the and Andrew has obviously consistently and sort of vehemently denied any any wrongdoing in relation to it. But it's absolutely untenable for him while this is all going on for him to to be a working royal or have any kind of you know public role in in that place, and not just because somebody would turn up and give him give him the papers. Well, I mean, it's just a crazy situation, isn't it? Listen, I, I mean, I don't think there's any way back for Andrew at all that uh, he might still be holding on to um, whatever crumb of reputation he has left. But um, unfortunately, I think that um, the, the feeling both inside and outside the camp is that uh, there, it's, been, it's been, we've been talking about this for a couple of years now and still there's no resolution. So... Um, we must stress that obviously he's 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 only wanted as a wanted but wanted um to cooperate with those investigations as a witness as a person of interest in those um sexual abuse investigations relating to Jeffrey Epstein and Ghislaine Maxwell um uh, obviously there are several um, issues with that uh, that his legal team may want to consider before he is um uh, put put in front of FBI investigators. However, uh, like you said, that um, there, there are certain issues within the military that they feel if he isn't able to participate fully and engage fully, then um, then how on earth can he hold on to that position? And I certainly ad- adhere to the argument. Listen, Har- Prince Harry was forced to stand down from his military appointment, and yet he was a hugely willing participant and would have been still very good in those roles, one could argue, and still could have come back to perform ceremonial duties, kept in touch with um, his role as Captain General of the Royal Marines. So the very fact that he was forced to stand by, stand back from those roles, and yet Prince Andrew still is harbouring some degree of willingness to, to carry on those duties, even though he has been forced to stand back from his royal role, um, while well, the business of this uh, this civil lawsuit and uh, and the other criminal investigations are ongoing is uh, is ongoing. So, listen, it's um it's it's quite a messy situation at the moment, and it's uh it doesn't look like it's going to be sorted out anytime soon. So more to come on that one, and we will be following it closely, no doubt. Um, people are always interested to know whether there is any update on the patronages that um, Meghan and Harry relinquished. Um, is there, is there any news? The Rugby League World Cup has been postponed because it Australia has. and New Zealand weren't coming. So that's there's probably less um, urgent needs to to get that one um, passed on. Although I'm sure the Rugby League world would be delighted to have somebody to help drum up the sort of you know reinvigorate into next year's big event. But has there been? Is there any talk of a timeline or theories as to who might get what? I think um, you know. 
yeah what's happening was it, well, was it just more stasis well there was certainly talk of um you know william and kate taking on uh reportedly taking on two of harry's patronages certainly kate was looking um to, to, to take on the vacancies of the you know the, the rugby football union and the rugby football league so um i don't know i mean i was told gosh last year last sort of before the summer last year that the Queen had made a decision uh, but hadn't seen fit to, to make an announcement as yet. I think there's been an awful lot going on with the um, with COVID and the Royals reacting to that. And I think that um, they probably thought that this wasn't top of the agenda to now. But I, I do think if, if that is the case, uh, that, um, that Kate does take on the RFU and the RFL patronages held by Harry, then it would be you know, a fitting role. She's a um, sports enthusiast. She's already patron of a, a number of Royal sports related organizations. I think, you know, obviously the lawn tennis croquet club, LTA, and um, we often, often see her at Wimbledon, don't we? So, and at the football, of course, big football and fan the these football. days. And they sent various um, good luck messages and congratulations messages to the exactly. fantastic team GB Olympics and Paralympics teams. Um, I think if if Kate does get the RFU and, you know, William will obviously remain representing the Welsh side of things, then that will be some fairly tasty rivalry. I mean, we know that William and Kate like to be competitive anyway, but I think that would be a... Um, it'd be like being in my house. So I'm, I'm English, my husband is Welsh. There's, uh, you know, a degree of healthy competition that happens. But uh, You're getting more royal by the day. I mean, you could be wearing a crown next. I mean... I, I had a crown for my 40th birthday. It was fine. Was it a more of a tiara? It was a tiara, it was. It was, it was well, tiara. exactly. You're going to be wearing a big ruby jewels crown next time I see you. Well, if you're offering... I, I hope so. <laughs> yeah, well, okay. Great. I'll see what I can find in the dressing up box. Um... So yes, that would be that would be exciting. Um, you mentioned bomb, bombshells or the the updated chapter from the Finding Freedom book. Were there mm. any particular highlights that stood out for you from that? Well, there, I mean, obviously the um, the, the the issues about uh, whether they were prepared to name the so-called royal racist, the, the 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 member of the royal family that both Harry and Meghan claimed had made these derogatory comments about the colour of their unborn children's skin, um, and then were sort of persuaded not to, or sort of made the decision not to. I think that that would have been particularly explosive, especially seeing as Harry said within the Oprah Winfrey interview that he was choosing not to name that person because he perceived it as would be very very damaging um, to their reputation um, but of but according to the authors in the in the new chapter that they were seriously considering um, that course of action and I thought it was very interesting although not necessarily re- revelatory but uh, that was my understanding from the very off that um, that Megan found it a cathartic and uh, not necessarily enjoyable, but she, she she thought the process of speaking out in the manner that she did was the right thing to do, and that was certainly contrasted by Prince William, who was uh, furious that, um, as the book puts it, that she was um, choosing to sort of air air their dirty linen in public, and I think you can tell by. Prince William's reaction. You remember when he was asked by the TV correspondent of whether the royal family was a racist family, and he said, paraphrasing, but uh, he says, we're certainly not a racist family. And I think you could tell in his voice 
and his manner at that time that he was uh, particularly aggrieved. And and again, I think we've spoken about it at length that um, that certainly William was uh, was deeply hurt that that was their course of action. And um, and I still don't think you're seeing any cooling of relations. But since then, we're, we're several several months down the line now, aren't we? And still, you have um, a, a degree of um, a degree of beef, shall we say, because the issues are still there. They still haven't been necessarily sorted out. Yeah, there's not been any. There's not been any update. I mean, to a certain extent, you wouldn't necessarily expect it over the summer. That wouldn't be the time that they would do it around the sort of investigations or you know following up the issues that came out both from sort of the the um, allegations of the treatment of the staff at the palace and then also from on the on the other side from Harry and Meghan's point of view of them not being supported and the sort of the racism side of things like what the what the outcome is going to be of those kind of things we've not really had any update on that so there's a lot of there's I mean there's a lot of things in the royal intray as they as they return not all of them um not all of them super fun to deal with really um Prince Harry made an appearance last night at the GQ Awards. So that was, he was um, on a little video video message talking about anti, anti-vaxxers being bad. Well, it wasn't, I mean, listen, I mean, dressed in his finest black tie on a video call from his uh, house in LA seemed a bit bizarre, but he was actually presenting an award to the scientists behind the vaccine. So there, it kind of wasn't necessarily him using an invitation to an awards do just to sound off on the media. Although, you know, I still think it was a bit probably ill-judged to start hammering the media and for for uh for fake news i mean i still th- I, I think that issue is very very centered on social media platforms right and that they've got to do more and again i think i've spoken about this in the past that harry really does confuse the media with social media and how those two things are intertwined i think in his own think- mind they're very very intertwined whereas they're very very mutually exclusive in my view yeah, and I think in the UK in particular, I mean, I've not followed a huge amount of what's what's been going on elsewhere, but the, the sort of level of, you know, feeling of responsibility that we have in the media in terms of dealing with this pandemic and in t- terms of dealing with the right message and, um, you know, the sort of pub- public service role of media during this time has probably been as much as as I've ever felt it in my lifetime, to be honest, certainly within my career, that we have a real sort of responsibility to inform and help and support and be responsible in in relation to the pandemic. And that sort of, you know, careful thought into what we write and how we write it. And then, yeah, the social media side of things is people who've got their own avenues to, sh- to share stuff. And, um, you know, the, the internet is a large place. There's lots of things floating out there, but um, we have attempted to be sort of good citizens of, of science really. And, and to, to walk, walk the right line on that and to, to support people through, through a, a terribly scary and, and distressing time, which hopefully, hopefully we're coming out the other side of because Russell has been allowed out of the country. So this is, Signs of signs of progress, and hopefully it will um, come back to that. Um, it's a long time ago now, but Megan's fortieth birthday. So her her sort of forty for forty initiative of um, 
of trying to help women sort of mentor women back into work and asking her friends to to help out with that i think it's you know it's quite um laudable and um, mm. and interesting and and putting a bit of a spotlight on the issue that actually there are a lot of women who have ended up either shouldering a particular burden or sort of falling out of the workforce in um through the pandemic partly because of the kinds of jobs that have been lost or unable to work often or because of you know often it is the woman when there are kids around who will take up more of the burden of the you know childcare or schooling or or whatever and it's it's easier in a in a lot of instances or for them to fall out of the workforce and then how do you how do you get people back into it so that's sort of um a really nice pyramid scheme actually it's like i'm going to ask a load of my friends to help and then i'm going to ask them to ask their friends to help and we're just going to try and mentor people back into the workforce so that that i really liked i was less keen on the slightly cringy video that she did with melissa mccarthy i'm not sure melissa mccarthy is my um favorite comedian who is is melissa mccarthy she's a comedian she's not very funny but she's you know i was i'm I'm sure it appealed (laughs) to a particular you know Mm, a particular demographic which i'm not but it's it was you know hats and cups of tea it was it was very it was I quite cliched. I, I like the I, listen. I, I like the forty forty initiative, initiative. I thought it was a great idea. Um, you know, obviously it's a bit gimmicky, but it's a really good sentiment. It's really, I think, it fits in with the smart works thing that Megan had been doing, encouraging us to sort of look out for other women uh, getting back into the workforce. Obviously, lots of people have been marginalized uh because of covid as well and certainly motherhood takes over for certain women and that or job losses and all of those things are encompassed into one so i I thought it was really a great um initiative however the video was a bit you know chintzy wasn't it i I did i just didn't like and i didn't like the setup i think sorry i'm just looking back on it now there was pictures of their home which it looked quite nice. I didn't mind the, the house, although it was criticised for being quite bland. But why have you got a Hermes scarf in the back, and a blanket, and, and and a stack of your books on the on of the bench being? What major the... set dressing? I mean, come on! I oh, mean... come on, Russell. When we do our when we do our um, our team photo each week. Not so much in your new house, but in your old house, you're always like, where am I putting, <laughs> putting it? No, I didn't, your I, stage set because, right. it's, because my washing was in the background, not because all my, all my, you know, what I had for lunch or dinner three days ago was still in the sink. Not because of I've written a book or I want to show you my Hermes scarf that costs 1200 quid. Anyway, um, it is what it is, isn't it? Uh, let's just talk about the business. I think that uh, um, I, 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 th- I thought the actual... The, the actual video was a bit cringy, but the the initiative is actually really good, and and I would I would like to read more of it because I don't think we've I haven't heard anything about it again. I don't know if anyone else is involved. Harry juggling balls in the background was that I, was quite I, fun. I thought it was quite funny. People taking the mix saying he's a bit of a clown, but quite fun. Well, yeah, well, people, slight... Some people need to lighten up. Come on. I'm always slightly envious of people who can juggle. I've never managed it. My brothers were far better. And my sister, they're all far better at it than me. Never quite. I think yeah. I've probably got bored practicing. It's one of those things. You just need to keep doing it. Or I'm just not very coordinated, both of those. Right. And there were some people, they thought they spotted the first picture of Lilibet as well. 
Brilliant. trying to analyze the pictures on Megan's desk. I mean, I think it was, mm. I would have needed to blow up to a massive telly and have it quite good quality. But I think I was, I was, I was struggling to see it, but you know, that is always a favorite game, isn't it? Like what are the photos? That are on we the haven't desk? even seen a picture of her foot. I mean, how old is she now? When was she born? She's three months June, old. June the, th- June the 4th, is that right? Two months old. Time flies. Time flies across the summer. So, um, so oh, yes, we've 4th seen... 4th of June, look at me. That's well, facts right. there we go. You'll be, be able to remember to send a birthday card for next year. Yes, so indeed. Very yeah. good. Uh, the Cambridges, they, it seems they've been back to the Isles of Scilly, which has become a bit of a favourite haunt for them although they're not the most exotic visitors of the summer because wally the walrus has been called oh i know yes he spent quite a long time enjoying life on the isles of silly um although he was destroying boats and things as well along the way they made him a separate little pontoon that he could go um, sit on but he has he has departed and gone further away on his travels but he caused much excitement when he was there and there's i've definitely seen more pictures of him being posted on the Isles of Scilly than I've seen of the Cambridges. I think people do just need them to to get on with things there. It's it is a very um it's a really interesting place. So I've I've been there a couple of times. So you, you can take these little boats between the islands and the boat will have, I don't know, maybe 30 people on it, which feels quite a lot when you're on Scilly when there's not many people at all. And you get off the boat at the other end and everybody goes off in their different directions and then suddenly there's nobody else around again. And you are it's a very um a very relaxing and and very special place. So well, it looks um, glorious. I think I've said before it was going to be. It was on one of my lists for my proposal to Mrs. Myers. Oh yes, yes, uh, yes. Uh, it looks beautiful. I must uh, I must seek it out. But yes, well, not only were they off to um, Sicily. Sis, sorry, I about to say Sicily. Silly, silly, um, silly me. Um, the well, I, I like this uh, story about whether the Cambridges are looking to move closer to Gangan. And uh, and moved potentially closer to Windsor Castle, and it's not beyond the realms of possibility, actually, because they obviously like like spending time at Anmer Hall, but it is a bit of a schlep with putting all the kids together and packing the. Do you reckon they pack their own bags? It's the wrong side of London, isn't it? It's you have to go all the way across London to get to Anmer Hall, the other side from Kensington Palace, and also it's not just Gang Gang who's down in Windsor. You've got Kate's parents that yeah. are that side of town as well. They are so literally have, like, just across, so you could do double bubble with the grandparents. You don't need to slip it over. Are they not getting a chopper? Surely they just bang everyone in the chopper. You can't. No, William's doing earth shots. You can't be uh. choppering about all of the time. You've got to be a little bit responsible and save that for when it you, when you really need it, not for your daily commute. Very true. But, Very but true. also, like every, you know, everybody during well, not everybody. That's a massive exaggeration. But so many people over the last eighteen months or whatever it is since our lives have all been turned upside down of you know how people view town or where they live or what is important to them about where they live and how they live has has really changed and if you think about that's you know, why i've moved yeah Look, I'm, I'm living it i'm living it he lives by the seaside now he goes out for a swim at lunchtime i just and... wear shorts permanently not but that's oh, probably a bit too, much, too much information for some <laughs> he people is ha- <laughs> russell is happily wearing a top right now which is good we'll, when he starts recording this from the beach i'm gonna start wearing on, hawaiian shirts oh, it's like a different different one I mean, a you're not on your holidays vibes. anymore not on your holidays anymore russell come on sorry sorry back to, back work. to, back to work back to work back to work um but yeah the the we, and we know how important nature is to kate and the, the family generally we've had lovely pictures at the beginning of the summer doing this the butterfly count the picture of princess charlotte with 
one of the butterflies and there's some other pictures of the, the um butterflies oh, yes. they'd spotted on their flowers which are very yeah, lovely very nice i love the pictures butterfly pictures i'm terrible i really like spotting butterflies and i'm terrible at identifying them but i have joined a, i've joined a new facebook group this is i'm coming becoming so old i'm in a butterflies and moths facebook group I now mean, so i can just see nice incredible. pictures of butterflies. I, i'm um, always a big fan of the white butterflies because i think that they're they're a sign from the other world <laughs> I mean, this is a bit David Icke, is but it, I do. Is, this, I do is believe, that for real? No, I do. I do. I believe that. That when you see a white butterfly, it's like, oh, I, so I think, oh, that's you know, someone I knew. Oh, it's interesting. It's, different nice pe- different people focus on different um, yeah. have ideas yeah. for different things, don't they? That's what it represents. But yeah, butterflies—they're so they're so clever and beautiful. They are clever, and beautiful. Um, um, what else? What else? What else is going on? Right, um, Camilla. Is this acceptable or not to put Nutella in a Victoria sponge cake? Oh, I mean, it's a bit That's con- one of- it's a controver- This is the biggest royal controversy of the decade, I think. So Camilla has shared her Victoria sponge cake recipe, which she likes to make. But she's in so Victoria sponge traditionally is like classic sponge cake with cream and either fresh strawberries or strawberry jam in the middle and a bit of sugar on the top. Is this, um, hold up is, is this like a Devon Cornwall thing do you put the cream on top of the jam oh I mean <sighs> I think I would always put the jam on the bottom because you just need to spread that first it's not a, it's not a scone situation yeah, I don't recall it being quite see. as controversial the Nutella is more of the controversy I think but Crazy. I mean I, I'm not a Nutella fan anyway so I'm the wrong person to ask but there was one version that I saw that said she was talking about putting cocoa powder in the Victoria sponge but I don't think of that I don't think she has done that. If you put Victoria, if you put cocoa powder in the Victoria sponge, you're making a chocolate cake. But I don't know, Nutella, interesting. And I didn't, mm. I wasn't unclear whether this was in, in addition to the strawberry jam and the cream or as an alternative. But where are you, Nutella? Acceptable as an alternative filling no, for a Victoria sponge? No, no, not for me. Plain, no. get, get the jam on. Loads of the jam. Loads of the jam. Um, lemon curd. That's nice in there in, as an alternative to the jam. What with? With a sponge cake. So it's a Nigella one. She does lemon curd and mascarpone. So it's like. Cheese? Yeah, mascarpone, you whip out, like it's all creamy. Oh, it's you really can nice. Cream it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so that's that's cooking with baking with Anna Russell <laughs> this week. <laughs> this is incredible. Oh, we've so, got oh, let's, let's, go- let's talk environment. Let's, let's, I mean, talk, let's talk environment talk- because that is a big deal coming up. So, Earthshot prize countdown is on it's been confirmed that the queen is going to attend the cop is it cop 21 up in glasgow 20, this 26 cop 26 cop 20, oh because it doesn't glasgow. go with the year does it it's to do with no, the no. number of times they've met that's it yeah well um yeah so, cop 26 up in glasgow um obviously rescheduled from last year hopefully i will be up there um no doubt i would imagine we're going to see quite a, a gathering of royals but the only one to be confirmed at the t- at this stage is the queen and she will be she will be at a reception with uh, joe biden the pope is going to be there it's going to be it's going to be star studded so um it's going to be uh, it's going to be quite a big thing this because not only have been waiting over a year well t- two years f- for it with um it's actually a you know big deal f- to get our environmental credentials obviously the uk is hosting it this time uh, quite a big push to be made trying to bring other countries to the table talk about it and i imagine we will definitely see appearances from the duke of cambridge and the prince of wales because we have seen them doing their own thing recently um 
certainly ties in with her shot, doesn't it? With uh, with Prince William's long-term project that, again, I think, not wishing to jump ahead too much, but we're going to see some traction in that over the next few weeks because the winners are... I probably should have prepared this a bit better, but the winners are going to be announced in the next few weeks of the first set of Earthshot prizes. So that will be very exciting as well. Russell and I are working on some environmental things as well. We so are. Watch in the this space. Yes, watch this space. Watch, watch this, this space. space. This is very um, exciting, by the way. Very exciting. Yes, very exciting. Um, and finally, before we wrap up, um, a shout out to 19-year-old graphic design student, Edward Roberts, who was the winner of the Design the Emblem for the Passenham Jubilee competition. So I don't know whether... Um, whether people have seen it, but it's it's a, a purple circle with a sort of an emblem in the middle with the with the Queen's Platinum Jubilee 2022 written around the outside in um, very smart purple writing. Um, the is and it's quite clever. When I first saw it, I was a bit like, oh, I, I, this looks like an angel with sort of wings over the scout logos that was my that was the first thing i saw and then when i looked at it more closely it's like okay there's a seven next to the top that makes mm. we've got the 70 Very and then we've got it's a it's the crown and but i think there is something quite nice about that feeling of almost sort of the wings over the top of it and protectiveness but the the things that are said about it so the purple nods to the robe of estate worn by the queen at the coronation a continuous platinum line symbolizes the queen's 70 years as monarch so that's the that's the very clever thing that sort of made the whole crown did you ever used to do that that thing when you were little where you had to draw that house with the cross in the middle without taking your pencil off the page Probably. do you remember that yeah, yeah. so it's that same principle of like how do you how do you trace that whole shape in one unbroken line it's very clever and then the font reflects the order of service of the coronation so it does look very grand. So well done to Edward. And I'm sure we'll be seeing that on all kinds of things over the over the coming year, hopefully. Um, Russell, is there anything in the diary that you're allowed to tell us about? Or are you still waiting to get your orders about when when things restart? Because presumably the Cambridges are coming back because it's the start of school and stuff. And so things will start to happen again. Uh, yeah, pretty much that, to be honest. Can't tell, can't, can't reveal anything as yet, but I don't think I know too much at the moment because we are way a uh, change of habit of a lifetime, but we are waiting to see who comes back. There's going to be an engagement, actually. It's one engagement on Friday, so watch this space. Tomorrow. Um, tomorrow. We are on, actually on Thursday, aren't we? So, um, yeah. yeah, watch this space. And I, I think I'll have more information. Oh, I won't be here next week. Oh, you sorry. tease us, Russell. I'm he's sorry. back. I'm sorry. Then he's I'll gone again. I'll text you the details so you can oh, deliver them on well. my behalf. Okay. All right. Well, we'll we'll make a we'll make a cunning plan and have lots of fun Very without good. you. So you'll wish you were here. Anyway, um, Russell, it's been a delight to catch up with yeah, you. It's been, it's been great. It's been far too long. Um, listeners, it's been great to catch up with you as well. We hope you have passed an excellent summer. Whether you have been at home or exploring further afield and we wish you well with the return to um to work and school if that is where you are in your um sort of cycle of the year uh, you can keep up with us on instagram at pod oh russell oh. i totally forgot to ask you a thing at the beginning what 
about the Windsors. Oh God, on your Windsors. Days out. Yeah, sorry. Because that was, if you haven't caught up with last week's episode where we spoke to the, well, Zoe spoke to some of the cast of the Windsors, then do catch that one and our other features because they were, um, it was very exciting to bring you those. But Russell, how was how was the show? It was absolutely fantastic, to be honest. It was a rip-roaring evening with some of my royal chums, and um, it was it was brilliant. Um, I would highly recommend the TV show, highly recommend the theatre uh, show. It was fantastic. Um, boo to The Guardian, who gave it one out of five stars. I don't know what show they were watching, but that is absolutely ludicrous because we were absolutely wetting ourselves the whole um the whole period obviously it's got it's got a new cast some of the some of the people are the same um harry enfield hugely successful british comedian still is remaining in the in the um part of prince charles but we've got a you know few different people tracy ann oberman plays camilla she was fantastic she is a very very successful uh british actress um megan is played by crystal crystal condy and she was fantastic lots of yogi californication smoothie type vibe going on and um uh, Cara Toynton, who is a really successful uh, British actress as well, plays Kate. And I just thought it was nonstop laughter. Very, very... I mean, I'd love to find out who the... Um, the What do you call it? The person who advises them on... Well, how far they can get away with things. Well, no, who's, who's like the consultant? Because they must know. They must be a former royal reporter or something along those lines because there was loads of um loads of discussion loads of songs loads of instances about talking about royal tours and about going to certain engagements and they and it was just so well researched that i thought um they must have had someone on the inside but uh yeah if you can get to see it or if there is i don't know if they do a recording that ends up on youtube it is well worth checking out so I'm, um, you know, I love a busman's holiday as discussed earlier, and so I, I am taking my husband to see it. You should go to see it. Oh, and <laughs> it's, we have it's for his birthday present. Yeah, birthday. Well, I just say I want to take it. you to this, but don't think I'm doing it just for yeah, work. Of course, <laughs> think, of course. He doesn't. Double. He doesn't enjoys the Windsors. And we had a drink with Prince Andrew in the pub. <laughs> Not the real one, but, <laughs> but the one uh, from the show. Yeah, so it was so do catch up. It was Harry Harry Enfield, so Prince Charles. It was Tim Wallers. He was very he was very 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 kind with his time, and we had a lovely chat, chat and a drink with him. But yeah, so we we chatted to Prince Charles, Camilla, Prince Harry, and um, the writer um, of the show last week. So catch up with that if that is the kind of thing that floats you. But anyway, that is very very miss of me. I meant to mention it to you when we were discussing our holidays and mad days out, but I was clearly too fixated on the Queen's footprints um so anyway have a nice week off or nice adventure doing work next week and catch up with you in a couple of weeks listeners you can find us on twitter at podsave on instagram at podsave and russell will be all over his social medias all of the time anyway unless he's, unless he drops his phone in the swimming pool again but <laughs> but it's been lovely to be back with you and we'll be back very soon so stay safe stay well and until next time podsave the queen <laughs>